Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Afternoons with me, Bill Arnold. I'm glad that I've got my friend Dr. Marcus Bachman with me for the whole hour. I've been thinking about this for a long time, uh, and I think that's a good sign about finishing well. I, th- I wonder when you hear the word finishing well, do you think, well, I'm going to wait till I'm in my 70s before I figure out what that's going to be? Or is it something you should be thinking about in your 40s and 50s? I think there's a lot to consider because the Lord wants us to finish well. And we, I don't even know exactly what that means. So we're going to talk about that today. Dr. Marcus Bachman is the founder and president of Counseling Care. You can always head over to counselingcare.us. There's so many people, especially in the last year and a half, who have needed um, help with their mental well-being, and they've needed someone to talk to. And Marcus and his staff has really stepped up, and they've made uh, a lot of people um, help a lot of people along the way. So counselingcare.us is where you go to get more information about their amazing staff and their incredible services. Marcus, welcome. Hey, it's always, always good to be with you. I and I, I have to say, uh, Bill, you have a very nice, clean, almost looks like a pressed <laughs> shirt on today for radio. I know. Blue I know. and white. Yeah, very thank nice you so strange. much. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. I have not washed it yet. <laughs> What's brand that's new? Why that's looks, why. Yes, that's why it looks pressed. Okay. <laughs> I just want the audience to know how you look like. Yeah. So, Marcus, this whole idea about finishing well, this isn't something you're supposed to think about when you're like 75 and you're going, all right, maybe I got a decade left. I better figure out how I'm going to finish well. No, and and if we really want to encourage people, it doesn't matter what age. If you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s, you have more of a tendency to think about it. But when you're young, uh, life just doesn't look like there's an ending very soon, and people don't think about it. It is transforming when we think in terms of if we finish well, we need to start well, and we need to continue well. Uh, all people will make mistakes and they'll have failures, but it's getting back on the road and understanding that finishing well is what God has called us to as servants of his. Mm, I like that very much. I know you've listened and counseled so many people over many decades, Marcus, and they have struggled with life issues. And so for some of these kind, dear f- folks, their life has not gone well. So, um, and what are the, some of the issues that keep people from moving the needle and figuring out how to finish well and to finish strong? I probably will sound like a very traditional therapist when I say this, but um, family issues seem to pop up all the time in my counseling office. Uh, Whether a person believes that they were loved by their father and mother and received the blessing, whether they were considered the middle child Mm. and they were lost in all of that and not given proper attention and focus, or whether they just continue to have disputes that... Uh, They didn't mature in as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult. And here we are um, somewhere in our 30s or 40s, and we have not figured out that uh, we still keep 
going around the circle over and over and over. As Emerson Egrix always used to call it, the anger crazy cycle. Why are we doing this over and over of dysfunction and not dealing with uh, the maturing that we need to have as character people? Uh, we we will have a very difficult time, Bill, finishing well unless we have the strength of character, the discipline of character, and the understanding of the call that God has specifically on our life. Mm-hmm. Marcus, we I would imagine we only have so much emotional capital every day. And if you get up and spend all of that emotional capital on past recycled pain, you're not going to be moving forward. You're not going to be finishing well or finishing strong. That was said well. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate the fact that we need to... Uh, why 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 do we keep going around the circle of, I'm so angry, I, or I'm hurt and victimized? I, I believe that God has called us to a different identity. And rather than looking in the rearview mirror... Uh, we need to be forward-looking, forward-thinking, and people of hope. That's why I think the gospel, for people who are in counseling, the gospel is a gospel of hope, and it's specific to the plan that God has for their lives. If we don't understand that, you know, we're just here uh, by circumstance or we're mon- one of many without a special purpose, uh, we can't finish well. We don't have a sense of there is a pathway, there is light before our path, and God is favoring us to finish well. Uh, otherwise, we just become a number. Otherwise, we become someone who uh, doesn't have a, a strength within us to finish well. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. If you have a question about finishing well, we definitely want to hear what it is. 877 877-933-2484. The person that finished well the best, no doubt, was Jesus on the cross Mm. to what he said, it is finished. Mm. And I can't think of anyone who came to do the work that God has asked him to do and did it perfectly. And who gets to die that way and Mm. say, it is finished. Everything that I was meant to do, I did. Well, and we also long for the words, each one of us as believers, well done, uh, thou faithful servant. And I think that we are looking forward to the encouragement. I look at Philippians 1 6, and it is being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Uh, there's, there's a study done by Dr. Bobby Clinton. 3,500 Christian uh, leaders for Christ, only one-third finished well. Wow. And that is uh, not only his study, there have been multiple studies that many Christian leaders either plateau and you don't um, hear of the strength of their finishing well, they fall into moral sin, uh, they burn out, uh, one-third. And that's that's a that's a huge concern uh, for us in um, working with with believers. Mm. You know, when I think of finishing well, I always want to look backwards and say, well, what what was your life like in terms? Did you did you lead a flourishing life? Were were mm. you doing purposeful work? Did you have meaningful relationships? Uh, did you walk closely with the Lord? Did you mm. abide in Him? Yeah, I think if those are in in place, you're going to kind of 
get towards the end of your life and, and think, yeah, things are going pretty good. I'm going to finish well. I don't want to do a rip on business people because obviously the Christian business community is is so important. But if we look at uh, just the uh, profit and loss statements, if we just look at our stocks and we just simply say, how much did we earn or how many toys do we have or how many assets did we acquire? And we're we're not focusing on what you're talking about, Bill, relationships, Mm -hmm. the quality of life in that the other person-centered approach, serving uh, the the example of who Christ is in our life and 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 really being that to other people uh, finishing well at the end of someone's life with just monetary gain or toys or a sense of you know I I've I've which which has a place of of trying to have a pain-free life but the truth of the matter is uh, not all of that is controlled uh, by us and I think that uh, unless we've truly given our life, our character building over to Christ, that's when we have uh, the meaningfulness and understanding of um, thy good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Marcus, what are some of the things that prevent people? Maybe what are some of the personal issues people have that would prevent them? Would pride be one of them? Uh, (laughs) Wow. Well, pride is, is probably a strong... Uh, arena for us in every area of our life. We have to watch it. Yeah. Well, be careful of it. Uh, it creeps in. I think pride says, I'm more important than God is. Uh, I think that First uh, Peter 5.5, 5, God opposes a proud but gives grace to the humble. I certainly don't want to be um, opposing God. I want to receive his grace. And pride gets in the way of really uh, accomplishing uh, what his end goal is for us. Uh, but we have to be careful because uh, we can we can go from one spectrum to the other where we have difficulty receiving compliments or we just love receiving compliments. And either one has a pride approach toward it. You know, we need to be able to say, hey, thank you for that. But we don't need to swallow in the compliments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be careful and mindful that um, God's called us and is we are we are special in his sight, but we're not so special that we think we are the king or the 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 uh, uh, adult and only child of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I I think that you know pride blinds us from seeing truth, and that's where um, if we get a chance to talk about accountability and yeah, you know do that. checking with other people of what do you see in my life, that's really going to be helpful for us so that pride doesn't camouflage um, and hinder us from finishing well. I like that. Dr. Bar- Marcus Bachman is my guest. Go to counselingcare.us to learn more about Marcus and his amazing staff. We're going to take a break, but we want to hear your questions, whatever they may be, on finishing well, 877-933-2484. We're going to continue when we come back talking about how important it is to be accountable. Be right back.
We got a lot of work done during the break. A lot of work done, don't you think, Marcus? Absolutely. Yeah, Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about finishing well. We came up with a whole list of ideas and questions, thanks to Rosie as well. She said, well, 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 we should start by just defining it. What is finishing well? well? I think we should have the audience. I thought that was going to be a question of what we they can... think finishing well is. I, 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 I do think that it is very specific to the call that uh, people have on their lives that God has assigned them. But I also think that there is some very uh, um, well-known understandings of uh, servanthood and um, uh, humility uh, and understanding that that which we have been obedient in Christ's following, that needs to be uh, understood by all of us as believers for finishing well. I like that. So, Marcus, let, let's continue to uh, chat about um, what is helping us finish well and what is hindering us from finishing well. Yeah. Let's start with uh, what is helping us finish well. There, there are the essentials of the Christian life, that, uh, and it is a discipline. Uh, it's not just reading God's Word, which has such value, but is understanding God's Word. It is living God's Word. It is um, being obedient to God's Word. But it is being in the Word. Uh, I, I think that finishing well uh, is, is, is really promoted by understanding uh, God's Word in our life. And and that comes with uh, memorization. It comes with the understanding that we are in fellowship with one another. We belong to each other. And if we belong to each other in a fellowship, then we have uh, people in our life that care, people that are sensitive to knowing who are you and how can I help you walk this faith journey. If we walk it alone, I think it becomes um, almost impossible to finish well. Mm-hmm. I think we are in fellowship that God has called us as a family. God's called us in a church, and uh, we should not forsake that because I think those elements and, and opportunities to serve and to be with others in the church helps us to finish well. Did we just cover our accountability? I think accountability is, is mixed in there because yeah. unless someone knows us, and we've entrusted them to speak into our lives. Uh, that's the way we become uh, transparent uh, with one another, and that's how we change to become stronger, better people in uh, developing that Christ character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so accountability, uh, you know, I, I love the men's groups in churches. I love Celebrate Recovery and the multiple uh, groups that are out there that uh, come from a Christ-centered uh, perspective. That accountability, because we, from my perspective, we're all of us are in recovery from something, whether it's being a middle child and being forgotten or whether mm. it is um, having become addicted to something or someone. Uh, I think that uh, accountability with someone else in a, in a, in a setting like that um, not only allows us to see the grace of God, but it allows us to finish with a real peace and a sense of knowing we are coming to the end, all poured out. Uh, we're not holding back. What What is this, as the old saying goes, not a dress rehearsal? Yeah, I like that. 
Marcus, what is uh, hindering us from finishing well? I know you, we've touched on a couple, but maybe we can uh, talk about that some yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is um, unfortunate that um, so often uh, the temptation of sin is what holds us back. It is the whole sense of the power of sexual sin, uh, as we often will see among uh, believers. Uh, it, it isn't just in our 20s and 30s that the temptation of sexual sin is there. It becomes stronger in many ways um, when the kids leave home, when uh, we are uh, putting our guard down, mm-hmm. that um, uh, the uh, uh, the enticement and the um, deception of sexual sin. It doesn't have to be sexual sin. It can be as... as um, we we have you know and I, I I'm the keeper of secrets in the office. Obviously, every therapist is or should be, uh, and um, you know when we start talking about what is it that got you to this point of falling of slipping, um, and maybe we can have an opportunity to talk about that the 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 slow leaks the slow um, temptations that happen and then we justify them, but we we often see that uh, no one plans, okay, I'm going to fall into sin. I'm going to not finish well. Mm-hmm. No no one wakes up and says, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, they, 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 they often are surprised. Uh, but they also, if they did have an accountability bill, uh, how are you doing with your quiet times? How are you doing with your, with your faith walk? How is your relationship? And and I think that those are the kind of questions and encouragement and, you know, uh, again, this is a road that we shouldn't be walking alone on. Uh, but but the the uh, the the affirming words, um, even when I think about the radio program, what is this? It's affirming words. It's encouragement for someone who desires to finish well. Marcus, when I think of unmet expectations and i would have i would guess that that's part of how people can wander later in life if something didn't work out or happen the way they had always imagined that's huge there if they don't have accountability yeah or they're talking to their accountability people saying i'm in a bad place right now yeah because yeah. of something that i always thought would happen I worked my whole life to get this particular position at this company, and I got passed up. So I want to act out. (laughs) You know, it's not always a conscious uh, decision on that one. It's it's often, you know, you just don't feel that... Uh, good about yourself. Uh, people who have not accomplished, and let's let's face it, there is c- a comparison game that is a continual temptation for us uh, in the church, in the world that we live in. I mean, everything from what we see, uh, social media, TV, it doesn't matter. You, know, you look at the next guy and you think, you know, he's he's got something I don't have. Uh, he's... A press shirt. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> a full set of hair. Whatever yeah, exactly. it is. Oh, Kapawi. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your A game today, didn't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> a little teasing here and there, okay? No, but there is there is a competition that's out there. It it is. I mean, women see it. You know, I I'm the last one to look at a woman's uh, diamond ring. Yeah. I didn't know that there was such a thing, Bill. Uh, the size of the diamond. Hmm. Oh, okay. Even if someone were to point that out, I'd look at it and say, okay. I don't, it's, it's not a competition. It's not my thing. Yeah. But for a lot of women, how they dress, what what size they look like, mm-hmm. what the weight that they are, yep. what, their, what they did with their, what? But there is a whole sense of, I am this age. I'm at this point in my life. I didn't finish my degree. I don't have the size. There's always the luxury home tour. Right. <laughs> and I don't have that. Or I don't have it. It almost doesn't matter. There is comparison of, upon comparison, and if I didn't make it, you know, by golly, I'm going to finish with some something that's going to be good for me. And what what would that be? Satan would love to give us an open door opportunity and say, "Well, this would be a little fun. Uh, why don't you spend some money on this? Why don't you entice yourself? You know what? You deserve it." Especially if you see the window closing and you think, ooh, this yes. could be it. This could be it. Yeah. And there's justification. Oh. I oh. deserve it. I didn't get what I really should have had. And, you know, there, there, there can be some truth of uh, if, if we, we were raised in a home that was not affirming and didn't, if, if we didn't have the, the loving words of a parent, if we had the loss of a parent, if we had the traumas that happen, uh, you can see why in someone's head they would start saying, I really missed out on life. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't receive what I really thought. Life, life, life surprised me with that relationship. Why he or she didn't love me the way they should love me. There's a lot of excuses out there that uh, people can grab a hold of and excuse themselves from not finishing well. Mm-hmm. Here's an expression which I think has some negative connotations, but I don't believe it should. And this is when somebody says, I need some me time. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think what they're saying is I, I, need, I need some restorative time, and that's not a bad thing. The way I hear it, though, sometimes it sounds bad, but I don't think it's ever meant bad. Well, if I can say, uh, uh, talk about both sides of the fence on yeah, that quickly. Yeah, All yeah. right. Well, that's, that's a classic therapist line to use, which is good because we need self-care. We do need reflective time. I mean, God's word is clear about meditating and having time alone. And so the basis of that is excellent. Uh, Can we talk about that some more after the break? After the break, I'd be glad to talk to the other side. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can go to counselingcare.us, counselingcare.us. He has an amazing staff and team, and you'll see his good-looking picture there, that full head of hair, and you can check it out, counselingcare.us. We're talking about finishing well. If you uh, have questions about anything you've heard to this point or you'd like some clarification on something Marcus said, Please let us know what it is. We'll include that in the conversation when we come back. 877-933-2484. We're here for you to answer your questions and to give you some encouragement today. We'll be right back.
I'm back with Dr. Marcus Bachman. He is the president and founder of uh, CounselingCare.us. CounselingCare.us. We're talking about finishing well. We're talking about what is helping you finish well, what is hindering you from finishing well. And during the break just now, he mentioned the word notebook, and then we went right into the show. So I have to ask you, what are you talking, yeah, referring to? What, with, what you talking about? What, what you talking about, Marcus, when it, comes to, <laughs> when it comes to notebook? Well, I love the concept of having open notebooks. And I think this applies for all people. Uh, take a look at church. Uh, I know we have now a digital approach toward taking notes. Uh, students do that differently than when you and I probably were in school where we had everything written down. But the open notebook concept says we're interested and open to learning. And uh, if we are open to uh, knowledge and understanding and learning, it's going to give us a stronger probability of finishing well. We learn about ourselves. We learn about what God's creation is. We learn about his purpose. We, 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 we are educating ourselves about truth. And, and I think there is an attitude about having an open, open notebook. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be judgmental when I say this, but I really appreciate when I see people in church um, with, with sermons uh, they're writing down. This is what I'm, this is what I'm, this is for me. This is what I'm understanding about how this applies to my life. Uh, You know, it's not for my spouse. It's not for my friend. It's, it's, it's about what God is speaking to. And I think that that is just an attitude. I, I, I believe strongly that, um, humility teaches us, gives us the opportunity to learn and, um, I think that we are able to learn from everyone. Uh, I, I, I know that sometimes in the past I've had an attitude if our senior pastor uh, wasn't uh, preaching that Sunday and we have a youth pastor, mm-hmm. I would just have an attitude of, oh boy, you know, what is this going to be? Right. And, and I wouldn't open my notebook, whether that was truly I didn't write notes or I didn't have an attitude of learning. And, and the truth is, there's a great deal to learn from everyone. Uh, those that, uh, that, I, that I should consider all equal to me. So um, a shout out to youth pastors when they give a message. We need to be there and understand what is it that they're preaching, teaching us um, from maybe a perspective that is not uh, typically my perspective. That allows us to gain to mature, and therefore to finish well. I love the concept of having an open notebook approach. Hmm. Does that make sense, Bill? That makes a ton of sense. I really, really like that. The whole idea of learning and getting that notebook open. You you know, Uh once we stop learning, once we say we don't need, uh, we're not interested anymore, I think it's a slow death. I do too. I think we become very boring people. I think then when our when we get to be in our senior age, we get to talk about, excuse me, the stupidity of what we're going to eat next <laughs> and medications that we're mm-hmm. on and how our health is. And then we get to talk about the good old days. Yeah. And I'm thinking, really? Well, I don't want to diminish that either. Okay. Right? I mean, talk to me about that side. Well, 
just I want to be so kind and, and tenderhearted toward the folks that that is their pressing issue of the day. And I, I want more for them, of course. Yes. Um, but I'm thinking that there's there's some some uh, challenges they might be having. So, um, so <laughs> that's, usually we ask guests to turn their ringer off. I, I don't know. You've got some program playing on your phone. I'm trying to think what is going it, on. It's in a the menu studio. on what I'm going to eat tonight. Oh, I'm what, sorry, what are we having by the way. I'm, I'm sorry. That was the funniest moment on radio ever. I, I, I kept looking over here, thinking, who, what, where, what is being played in the studio? I, and it's Phil and I are looking at phone. each other, going, "What is that?" And I'm looking at you guys like. Answer that, would you? <laughs> Marcus, you're staying on track, and Bill and I are completely distracted with your phone. Okay, so I'm Bill, making you... the dumbest conversation because I'm trying to figure out what to say while I'm hearing this conversation on the telephone. Oh. And, and you know what's really funny is probably the listeners heard nothing. Oh. So they're like laughing yeah. at oh, us. Oh, they're wondering, what is with these people? Yeah, they've lost okay, it. Okay, so Bill, you've got a very good point. And you have such a sensitivity and a thoughtfulness toward people. Uh, and that's a good point. It's a very good point. Of course, there's value in, in uh, especially as, as people really age. Um, what are they looking forward to? It's 4.30. Uh, they get to go down to dinner yeah. And and um, and hopefully see smiling faces. Yes, and that's right. People that that's are right. responding to that's them. That's right. Maybe and, a hand goes on the shoulder, and that feels good. Yes, but I think the balance of that is we're still called as seniors in a nursing home to evangelize. Totally, we're still you. called to be tender-hearted to the neighbor who really does have physical pain or loneliness. And I just think, you know, by golly, that's finishing well. Yeah. So the balance of that, a good, good, excellent point mm-hmm. uh, to bring up. All right, Marcus. Bridget says this, as a hospice nurse for decades, the issues I see often to not finishing well are bitterness, uh, resentments, and unforgiveness of self and or others. Oh, is that ever true? I see that in my office routinely, the power of forgiveness, the ability um, understand i didn't get what i wanted and it was life is unfair is it is unfair in many ways um and and so we do see i'm sure as a hospice nurse um i'm sorry he she she bridget yes bridget yes saw a whole lot that um uh would remind her of um not finishing well it is i i worked at a funeral home for several years and we saw the um the end, not always uh, a pretty end, and 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 even for believers, even for believers, they can get stuck um, on the whole, um, uh, not not being willing to to release and let go. What freedom! What freedom! And you, you know, Bill, so many of your guests have talked about that—the power of forgiveness, the ability, and what it does for the self, and and the freedom that it carries. And it allows us, uh, rather than spending the time in your head over and over and over, you know, that person did me wrong. That really was, and, it's, and it could very well be true. But what is the, what is the value of having that circulate, obsess in our, in, in our, in our head over and over? So, yeah, I, I love your, 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 the audience uh, members that will say, what has helped them finish well or what has hindered them from mm-hmm. not finishing well? Yeah. Uh, here's Luke who said, as someone 
who's backslidden before and is prone to it, I've realized my greatest key to finishing well is abiding in Christ, not in making it about me. I have to take everything to Jesus, even when it seems silly or inconvenient. You can really tell he means that. Oh, you, 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 totally. You, you, you know that he has the understanding of the, the power of, of Christ's redeeming love for him. And uh, I, I think sometimes when the, the incredible power of someone's mistakes, um, once they've been forgiven, they really see uh, life in an entirely different way mm-hmm. rather than just kind of, you know, a little bump here and there. But great sin calls for great forgiveness and great forgiveness is redemption which leads us to a powerful uh finishing well. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest and even as he speaks you can you can see him smiling, can't you? Because he he smiles when he speaks. So I so appreciate that. Another message just came in. Marcus, finishing well means surrendering all to God. Ah, uh, and not holding. I I think that must mean so much, whether that's financially. I, 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 I know this will be controversial, but saving one's money for the inheritance for all of our children to receive. I, I love it when people have decided, you know, I'm, I'm giving this for kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids don't need more than a million dollars each or a hundred thousand or 10,000 or whatever the amount is. And the rest is for kingdom work. I, I think surrendering, um, you know, one's understanding of whatever time I have left, whether it's 50 or five years or five months, let me focus on the eternal, not the temporary. Let me focus on the eternal. That is a um, message that uh, a listener is giving that's very powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Marcus, when we talk about failures or successes, I would imagine neither are um, neither just happen. Most are uh, the result of certain steps a person takes in one direction or the other. Well, there's a lot of discipline in that. I know there is. If 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 we're going to succeed, um, you know, Minnesota people know this about well, when it wasn't COVID graduation open houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just a whole lot there to do. <laughs> and once we paint one room, it leads to the next. And then we have to look on the outside of our house. And, you know, and, and, and that's material stuff. And I get it. But the truth is, you know, even a good party um, is planned well. Uh, I, I, I want to be careful because I don't want to get into works and perfectionism because that can lead right into that. But I, I do believe that, um, you know, a good sermon isn't just thought of the night before. Right. Uh, I think when you have your guests on and you, you know, have read their books or, you know, researched about whatever topic it is, um, you put your time in, Bill. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is, um, that's, that's why the discipline of of life is is hugely important the laziness of life um we're just you know i i i do have this difficulty with retirement and because i never want to retire um i i think it's really important that we keep ourselves active i'm not against golf i'm not against retirement homes per se oh well there's a few of them out there that i could say something about but i i just think that this whole concept of ending finishing well 
means that we are we're occupied. Yeah. So let me say this, Marcus Bachman. If I'm in my 40s, which I'm not, and I want to finish well, and I know in my heart I've got all kinds of bitterness and resentments, and I have never forgiven myself, i got some work to do. Wow. Wow. Well, that is, that's a confession. I'm not making it a personal one. I'm no. just saying. <laughs> Bill, how old are you again? No, I'm, okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm saying, Marcus, do you want to be invited back? Um, that there's people that know that they've got stuff on their plate. Yeah. They've got stuff on their plate. And yeah. isn't, that, isn't that the best thing to know? we got stuff on our plate. We need to know that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've got resentments. They're not going to go away. You've got to deal with them. You no, not finish the, well if you go with, to, you know, the end of your life holding on to resentments and bitterness. Yeah. And there's always something, someone, yep. that hasn't done us right. So, you know, taking good inventory, as the old saying goes, is huge. Yeah. I, I need to understand myself. I need to, you know, that's why taking time for yourself and understanding what is it that's that's blocking me from um, close relationship with Christ? What's blocking me from my own family and those that are close to me or supposed to be close to me? Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading uh, Stephen Covey's book years ago, oh, decades yeah. ago, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I think rule number one was start with the end in mind. Oh, excellent. How do you want things wow. to end? Bill, you remember that. I do. Yeah. It was, it was very interesting. I, mean, I remember the first two very easily. Start with the end in mind. The second one was seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yeah. And business people will talk about that from a very logical, uh, very pragmatic point of view, the bottom line being money. Uh, but as believers and as Christian businessmen also, we look at the whole uh, picture. We look at what, how, you know what? Um, we, don't, we don't do well if we treat our employees with disrespect. We don't do well if we skim and, and just carve a little bit off uh, the church without no, anyone else knowing how much uh, extra income we have. None of that allows us to finish well. Mm-hmm. And and the more that that happens, well, first of all, it does happen slowly, I think. I don't think people start off uh, with any big project, with any big uh, important relationship without uh, and, and thinking, you know what, I'm going to skim by here. I'm yeah. going to just make do. Yeah. So if you are thinking about finishing well, and you could be in your 20s right now yes. listening to this, but we want you to think with the end in mind. If I'm going to one day end well, what is it that I have to do in order to make sure I do that, make sure I end well? Let me know what it is. What do you have to do? Do you have to ask someone for forgiveness? Mm. Do you have to, um, what do you have to do? I'm real curious. 877-933-2484. Good time to get it off your chest. Dr. Marcus Bachman is our guest. If you uh, have a question, let us know what it is. Again, 877-933-2484.
what does it take to finish well? We're talking to Dr. Marcus Bachman today and the very important topic of making sure you do finish well. Maybe there's something on your plate you need to make sure you do. Rosie said during the break, maintain a return a soft and tender heart. That's part of what makes it easy, easier to, to end well, finish well. Amen. I love that. Um, Can I give you a few statistics? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it didn't sound too convincing. No, no, I, it, I, I love... <laughs> I love statistics. Well, these are not fun statistics. I was afraid they might be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, this is the one that is astonishing to me and has really crept up um, is um, the highest suicide rate right now among the age category of people is men um, age 80 or older. Wow. Which is blo- unbelievable. I mean, highest. And the other interesting statistic I thought when I was doing some of my research is the highest um, focus of people getting cosmetic surgery is people that are aged 70 or older. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can get cosmetic surgery. I'm not cutting that, uh, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> for any reason. But, but um, you know, it's, it, it is kind of sad that in, in, there's such a focus on, on, on how one looks and... Um, and then for men who haven't arrived or believe that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not satisfied and I don't want to live a life of any physical pain or uh, regret. And, and they, w- wouldn't that be a life of regret afterwards? Um, I better be careful. There's some, the, uh, um, some theology we have about that. The truth is, what, what a sad, sad statistic to think that that is high the highest among people who are committing suicides are men mm-hmm. over the age of 80. Yeah. I've got a, a comment here. We need to submit our lives to the will, purpose, and plan of God. If a Christian, uh, as a Christian, your life is no longer your own, yet we continue living it as such and wonder why we continue falling short in certain areas of our lives. If we want to experience growth and finish well, we need to give God all of ourselves and not just parts of it. Therefore, we, you, need to submit and surrender. Well, that is gospel truth. That is Amen. That is biblical counseling, and that is a refreshment. Uh, because once you understand it's not about you, uh, you take pride out of the picture. Once you understand it's a serving of others and Christ first, and that dying to self and bringing the fulfillment in our lives, that's why Paul could in prison, um, know that his death was upon him and he finished well. He sacrificed, he gave it all, and uh, he ran the good race and he knew it. And there was a, there is a sense of surrender in all of that that just gave him um, uh, a, a, a very uh, peace about how his life ended, regardless of how it ended. Hmm. That is a great uh, comment from Joseph, and we appreciate that. It's so important to know that and be reminded our lives are not our own. God paid for it with a price, and it's uh, they belong to him. And it seems, though, that Marcus says we're kind of heading towards the end of our time together, that for most people, 
it's going to be relational toward the end as to whether or not they have finished well. Do my kids talk to me? Do my grandkids talk to me? Um, Do I have friends that I can still call at one in the morning and talk to? It it is true because um, at the end of my mom's life, um, when she was um, in transitional care at a nursing home, I, I, you know, I'm an observer of people, and I, I, I have to say, Bill, that was probably one of the loneliest experiences of I daily went to see my mom uh, while she was healing from a hip surgery, but I just thought about all these other people that were there, and they had very few visitors, and I would visit with them, uh, but I wasn't their son. I wasn't their relative, uh, I, you know, temporary friend for, you know, the few weeks, but I felt like what about all these people that don't have family? Right, right. What, what, what a, you know, or, or, or a sense of, and that's where the church, I think, comes in and says, you know, we will have a ministry involved with visiting those that are shut in, those that, that um, may, may be without family. And, and there's a real, when we come to the end, you're absolutely right. Who's there for us? Because um, uh, singleness will happen to most of us. Uh, our spouse usually doesn't die the same day we do, and right. we are single. And then we're left without a spouse, and we're left then with who will come and uh, be with us. So, mm-hmm. Marcus Bachman has been my guest for this hour. We've been talking uh, about finishing well. Marcus, any personal concluding words regarding finishing strong, finishing well? I just believe that finishing well has to do with a Christ-centered life. I, I think that... Um, I became born again, and I've never forgotten it. And yeah. I think that that is um, a focus for me to understand who am I. I'm not my own. I'm a changed person. I'm a sinful person. I fail, but God redeems me. And I I know the forgiveness, the power of forgiveness in my own life. And I'm reminded of that every day. I... I know that that is key for me to finishing well. Because otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm in a dark spot, Bill. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a lot of hope if I just look at my own life, um, whether it's where I came from or where I could go on my own. I can accomplish. I'm strong. But it, is, it is, does not satisfy. It doesn't um, allow me to finish well. Uh, if I'm thinking of just my own. So I just think that uh, a person needs to have a center of understanding who they are in Christ. I believe that they need to be focused on that and focused on the call that God has in their life. I, I love the fact that my call is different than your calling. Uh, my understanding of what God has in store for me, that will bring me to the end. I understand that. I love that. I live that. And um, that brings me the peace so that I can finish well in my life. Mm-hmm. Marcus, you have such empathy. You're, you're gifted, you're kind, you're um, sensitive, and you're caring. I think this is what makes you such an awesome counselor over all these decades. Thank you so much for talking about this very important topic. Thanks, Bill. We're going to finish well. Yeah, I sure I sure pray that we all do. I did hear something about the, I don't know if this is what you think of this comment, but the 
the degree to which you don't forgive someone is the degree to which you suffer. I mean, it's you oh. want to you want to free yourself up from your own nightmare of you're not forgiving someone a little bit. So the degree that you're not forgiving is you're going to be suffering. You're going to be trapped in your own unforgiveness. Hey, Bill, you were speaking to someone in the audience. I know it. Oh, good. I know it. It good. is someone who has to hear needs to hear that because it's powerful. It's true. And it should never be minimized. And so I think we do need to do kind of a check. How am I doing? And for who has wronged me or who am I having grievance again or a block? And I need to forgive whether they ask for it or not. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Bachman has been my guest. He is the president and founder of CounselingCare.us. You can head right over there to CounselingCare.us. I know a lot of people uh, reach out to the show and they are looking for people that they can trust people who are smart and kind and um, have experience. And the man sitting right across from me is that person. Mm-hmm. So you can go to counselingcare.us. Thank you so much, Marcus. I loved having you here. Always great to see you. And that wraps up our show for the day. Thanks to the guys who came in for Guy Talk and did some good talking today. That's what I expect them to do. And Dr. Marcus Bachman, of course, I guess this hour. I can't wait for tomorrow. Looking forward to spending our time together. If you're listening to this podcast in the evening. I hope you've had a good day. Thank you for tuning in later and have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.